Well, good morning, Hilton Head Allen Community Church. I hope you're doing well this morning. I want to begin today by saying happy birthday to you because today is our 14th birthday as a church. So happy birthday, you guys. I am so excited that uh, we as a church uh, uh, get to celebrate this. Now, some of you are like, man, we should do something bigger than you just saying it, right? Uh, We're going to hold off uh, until next year on that because 15 is a big year, right? So 15 is a big year. And so this is our 14th year. Uh, I'm so thankful that God uh, arranged and ordered Cynthia and my steps to be here and our family. Uh, Yeah, gosh, 14 years ago and uh, going on 15 next year. And so next year, we're going to have a big party. We're going to do something really big uh, for our 15th birthday. I knew that I never matured past 15 years old. So anyway, so we can celebrate that too. Hey, we're really excited about this new vision that God has given us. And last week, we took a break to celebrate together communion coming to the Lord's table last week. It was a fantastic week of Labor Day. But today, we want to get back to these seven words that you just heard about. And today, we're going to be focusing on the word welcoming, uh, the word welcoming, this word that I am really passionate about. Now, all these words are things that I'm passionate about for sure, but this one is something that we saw at our church in Atlanta, and it's something that we, as, as when we arrived here, when Cynthia and I arrived here, we knew that there needed to be a church that was welcoming to people, maybe just beyond the little high or greeting, um, but that was serious about welcoming people. And so today, uh, I want you guys to see our mission statement. Our mission is to passionately share the message of Jesus and to lead people to follow him. And each of these words are values and vision. It's who we are and who what I believe God is telling us to become more of um, that represents and kind of supports that mission. A church that is growing, a church that is giving, a church that is welcoming, a church that is entrusting to the next generation, that is serving and sending and loving. And there's nothing that I like talking more about than God's bride, his church, and the vision of his church. And so today, we're going to be talking about this idea of being welcoming, being a church where all people, I want you to hear that, being a church where all people who walk in the doors of this church, can passionately worship God. And today I'm going to break up this message into two parts because there's two parts to that statement. There's two parts to that particular word. There's all people, and then there's the passionately worshiping God part. And so Cynthia is going to help me in a few minutes. She's going to be a part of uh, what we're doing today because I want her, because her expertise and her area of passion is obviously is worship. And so I want you to hear from Cynthia today. And you're going to be hearing from her when we talk about a church that is worshiping. And those two things, I believe, go together. I remember when I was working uh, in Atlanta at an organization, uh, John Maxwell is a uh, leadership uh, uh, author, uh, speaker, and he used to be a pastor, and I used to work for his organization, loved working there. I think I was there about uh, five or six years, absolutely loved my time there, and I remember we switched offices, and I remember uh, we moved from one place to another, and they, they built out these great offices, and, and I got a cubicle. How many of you have ever worked in a cubicle? Ever worked in a cubicle? All right, yeah. That's, a, that's an experience, isn't it? 
When you're trying to make phone calls and have a private conversation, it's just a cube farm, right? That's what we called it, the cube farm. And when people would get up for lunch, you know, we would be like, well, there's the prairie dogs, you know, popping up and going to lunch. And so it was, it was hilarious. It was just tons and dozens of these, these cubicles. And I remember asking the bo- my boss at the time, a guy by the name of Ron, I said, Ron, you got a really cool office. You've got that great big window where you can see outside, and man, it'd be nice to have that one day. And you know what he said to me? He said, Todd, I got to tell you, with that big window comes a lot of responsibility. And there are some days that I wish that I was back in a cubicle, because sometimes the responsibility is incredibly intense and incredibly overwhelming. Church, I don't know if you realize this, For those of you who are watching online, back in the backstage patio, here today in the house, God has given us a great big window into this community. He's given us a huge door. We'll talk about it as a door as well. A huge door into this community. In the fall of 2019, um, we we, uh, moved into our community center um, right before COVID obviously got going. We moved in our community center, and literally I remember thinking that God is handing us this great building. He's given us this building and the ability to raise money for it and everything because it's a, it's a window, it's a door, a front door right into our community where people see it right on the main street. But with that great big door, with that great window, comes responsibility. And I think one of the highest responsibilities that we as a church have is to be a place that is incredibly welcoming. To be a place where when people walk in, it's a place of excellence. It's a place of warmth. It's a place where people are greeted and feel like they're home. You know, it's interesting, a lot of people don't think about it this way, but What God has given us, we have a choice to use it for his glory, or we have a choice to use it for ourselves. And God has given us this amazing place to reach our world for Christ, to help change lives, to help make a dent into this community. And I believe that being a welcoming church, and if you will, setting the table for the work that God is going to do and is doing and will continue to do, I believe that it's an issue of stewardship for us. Often when you think about stewardship or when you hear the idea of stewardship, all we think about is dollar signs But you know what? It's also how we act, how we talk to people, how we present this place. Listen, church, I want you to hear that when we use what God has given us with excellence, we make him look excellent. And that's something that churches should be about, is making Jesus look excellent. We know that he already is excellent. The problem is, is that there are some people that all they do is they look at us, those of us who are Christ followers, as representative of him. And sometimes, I'm just saying, sometimes that may not make him look excellent. And so I want to talk to you today, first and foremost, about having a host mentality. Years ago, my my good friend Tim Elmore, our good friend Tim Elmore, talked to us about having a host mentality in terms of relationships in our lives. Now, if if someone comes over to your house, 
I, I know what you do. If you, if you get a call, and I'm not talking about the pop-in. How many of you, you, you don't like pop-ins? You don't like pop-ins? You, you know what I'm talking about right there, the pop-ins? I don't like pop-ins. I probably like them a little bit more than Cynthia likes them, but you know, we're pretty much in alignment on the pop-in. But if somebody calls you up and is like, hey, I'd like to come over, first of all, you get past the fact that they're inviting their, themselves to your house, and then you go, okay, we ought to what? We ought to clean up, right? Come on, family, let's get together. Let's pick up everything. Get that, you know, get that cup off the, the, you know, the, the uh, uh, couch and, you know, pull this over here and get that straightened in those pillows. And man, we got to get the vacuum out. We got we to gotta make this place look good. And so we have a host mentality when people come to our home. And church, I, I think that we as Christ followers, should have a host mentality with everyone that we interact with. Our job is to be a place that is welcoming, that is welcoming. And what that takes is it takes having a host mentality. So who are we as people supposed to be hosting? Well, I would say this. We are supposed to be hosting and have that host mentality, I believe, to all people. And I think it's most important that we do that when we're here in this place. How many of you, just, just show your hands, how many of you were scared the first time that you walked into a new church? This one included. It's okay. You were a little bit nervous, a little bit of trepidation. You can raise your hands, man. This is church. We got to be honest. Like, there were a few years ago. Thank you so much for the three of you that were honest. Uh, so anyway, a few years ago, a few years ago, uh, I took a, a little bit of time off and went and visited some churches. And these were churches where, like, I knew some of the people that were on staff, and I had some friends and I remember driving up, and I had two thoughts in my mind. Number one, I felt a little bit guilty about not being here, right? So secondly, I was nervous. I was nervous. It's like that first day when you go to a new school. You remember that? You remember that? And it's nerve-wracking. And people who are church growth experts and who understand and study dynamics in, inside a church and, and, and the attractional part of church, they will tell you that church, visiting a church for the first time, most people have, uh, one author put it, trepidation about visiting that church. Man, that shouldn't be the case, should it? It shouldn't be that someone drives onto the campus of this church, or really any church, and sits out in the parking lot and has sweaty palms and is like, I don't know if I want to go here. I don't know if I want to go in. I don't know if I want to walk in. And they sit there and they talk themselves almost out of visiting a church. Man, it shouldn't be that way. And so we need to be a place that is warm and that is welcoming. We need to be a place where people, when they're here for the first time, decide, you know what? I'm going to go back next time. I think I'm going to visit that place once again. Church growth experts also say that the number one reason why people won't go back the next week is it was an awkward experience. And that when asked, those respondents said the reason that it was awkward, I want you to hear this, is that no one talked to me. When I walked in that church, from the time I was in to the time I left, no one talked to me. 
Listen, Hilton Head Island Community Church, let it never be said, let it never be said that someone who was a guest came in this building. Let it never be said when they leave that no one ever talked to them. I think there's a few things that we need to realize. The Bible tells us that we are supposed to be hosts. Now, some of you who may not have the gift of hospitality and some of you that are like, you know, I just really don't care about this kind of stuff, I get it. It may not be on the top of your chart of important things, but I want you to see that, like, we as a church need to take it seriously because God takes it seriously. Being a host is something that he encourages us and tells us that we should be about. Ephesians, the, the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the church at Ephesus, and he says in Ephesians 2, 19, so then, so then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the, what is that next word? The household of God. That's why we call this the house. It's the house of God. Built on the foundation, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. And so I want you to hear today that the first thing that we need to understand is, is that we are to be host to each other, that we're supposed to be host to each other, that when we come into the family of God, when we accept him as our savior, that part of our responsibility is to be host to each other. Romans 15 verse 7 says, therefore, welcome one another. As Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Do you see when you're a host to, when we are a host to each other, that we, in doing that, we give glory to God? And that's part of our worship. It's part of our worship. And so we ought to be host to each other. Who should be host? I'm going to come back to a second group of people that we should be host to. Uh, but, but who should be host? Well, I want you to hear that as your pastor, man, I believe that everyone who's a part of Hilton Head Island Community Church should be a host. Yes, we have a connections team. Man, we have a great connections team. We've got Matt and Kristen and Cynthia who all play a part in leading that connections team. And we've got volunteers in that team that do a variety of different things. I want you to see that they do this. Um, they're our guest service team. They're the ones that come early and make the coffee. Thank them right now, right? Aren't we thankful to the people that come and make coffee? Yep. Yeah. To, uh, last week, I didn't have any coffee on, on Sunday morning. And I forgot to have it Sunday afternoon. And by 6 o'clock, I knew it and my family knew that I didn't have coffee. So I didn't miss it this morning. So thank you. Those of you who come early and make coffee, thank you guys. They set up. They, they make this place look great. They clean up. They make sure everything looks good. They clean up afterwards. They make sure that all the trash is taken out. We have a parking team. The people who are part of the parking team, they are, they're not just parking people, making sure there's not like a fender bender or that somebody gets run over, maybe the pastor's kids or something like that. They, they're greeting people when they come on campus. That's a big deal. Part of our connections team. We've got a greeting team that holds the doors and they welcome people as they come in. We have a follow-up team, people who follow up after people have visited here for the first time. And our connections team might be a team that you kind of have some gifting in and maybe you want to be a part of that. And I would love, we would love to hear from you about that. We'd love to hear from you about that. But I want you to hear this, church. I want you to hear this. You do not 
have to be a part of the Connections team to be kind and friendly to someone who walks in the doors of the church. It's not just the Connections team's job. We should all take on the responsibility of hosting someone here on this campus just like we would host someone in our homes. And I'm saying to you, join in with me and the staff on this. Join in with us. Realize that people make the decision on whether or not they're going to come back to that church within the first 10 minutes of the service. Actually, it's within the first 10 minutes of their visit here. That means that they have interacted with people who are welcoming them on campus out in the parking lot. People who open a door and say, hey, good morning. Hope you're doing well this morning. Um, They've interacted with people who make coffee. They've interacted with you. You know who they haven't interacted with yet? Me. (laughs) You have a greater influence on whether or not, listen, I want you to hear this. You have a greater influence on whether or not someone is going to come back after visiting here than even I do. And it's a spiritual thing. Hebrews 13 verse 2 says this, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. I call this God's secret shopper plan, right? You have no idea the people you interact with here on this campus and out in our community. You don't know who they are. They could be someone who's down in the dumps. They could be someone who's at the end of their rope. They could be someone who's given up on God and everything else in their life. And you may be, with a smile and a warm welcome, the one thing that changes, listen, their eternity. You may be the one thing that changes their eternity. And so I think that we should all be hosts. We are all hosts. Church, we are all hosts. And we have a responsibility as Christ followers to host when, when people are here. We have a responsibility to host people who are new, who may be visiting. We have a responsibility to host each other. But we have a responsibility to have that host mentality when we are living our lives and when we are doing our jobs and when we are in school. We host people on our campus and we host people in our community. But I think there are two challenges to this. There are challenges to becoming a welcoming church. And there's probably a lot of them. I just want to talk about two of them really quick this morning. I think the first one is what I would describe as the path of least resistance. Um, It is a lot easier to be friendly to someone you already know, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest with each other this morning, right? Like if you see someone that comes into the doors of the church, you go up and greet them and you give them a hug. Well, no, it's not. It's COVID. I'm sorry. You give them a little uh, you know, fist bump or elbow bump or whatever you do now. Um, I'm not going to get into that this morning. Anyway, so like you greet them because you know them, right? You know what that is? That's awesome. But it's also, what else? It's easy. It's easy, right? It's easy because you already have a connection with them. And the problem is, is that sometimes we look at people who come in and we're like, you know what, I know them and I'm going to go talk to them. And so churches can be the friendliest church in the world, but it's not a friendly church to the people who are visiting. 
man, I, my hope and my prayer is, is that we would be both. That we would be friendly and warm and welcoming and have that host mentality to each other because that's important, as the Bible said. But that we would also look for ways to have a conversation, maybe some other time in some other place because a new family just walked in the church. A new person just walked in the church. And who knows, who knows, you greeting them might be the thing that changes their future. The second challenge I want to talk about this morning that we may have in being a welcoming church is that we judge others who may be different than us. Man, it is so easy to do. And I'm just going to tell you that I've been guilty of this so many times in my life where I see someone and I'm like, oh, they're not like me. Greeting them is going to be so hard. I mean, there was a day when if someone would wear shorts in a church, you know, people might turn them away. Here, it's kind of different. It's like if you wear a suit, we might turn you away, right? I'm kidding. We would never turn anyone away. But like when we see that, we're like, they look different than me. And we say to ourselves, I don't know if I want to go talk to that person because they look different than I do. They might even act different than I do. Their appearance may not be what we would easily get close to, and that's the problem is we talk ourselves out of it, and we think, oh my goodness, this is going to be so hard. That may be the exact person that God has arranged for you to greet and to host that day. We need to be careful not to judge people um, on, on the way that they look or the way that they behave or the way that they act. Paul in Galatians, and here's where I'll end this morning with this first part of this message. He says to the churches in Galatia, he says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. We were talking this morning about how 9-11, the 20th anniversary was yesterday, and how on 9-12 of 2001, our country was unified on 9-12. As difficult of a time as that was, we were together and we were in unity in the last five years or so in, the, in our country and in our world, we see these deep, deep, Deep divisions and, and church. I'm, this isn't a, a, you know, going, I don't want to go down too far down this rabbit trail, but I got to tell you that we need to, as Christ followers, realize that all those differences at the end of the day don't matter. There's not black and white and brown, there's not someone that may come from a different socioeconomic background than you. There's not someone who may not behave exactly like you. There's not Democrat or Republican, or there's not conservative and liberal. We are one in Christ, and he is our king that we serve. And so we as God's people need to put that aside, and we need to host those who look differently than you. We need to host those who behave differently than us. We need to host those who may worship differently than us. And so church, let's be a welcoming church by having a host mentality. And secondly today, and I'm going to ask Cynthia to come on up here. Let us be a church that is a welcoming church by passionately, by being a church that all people passionately worship God. 
This is something that's important to us. It's been important to us from day one. And for these 14 years, standing right by my side and by our elder side and by our staff side has been my wife, Cynthia. And I am so thankful, so thankful for Cynthia. Not only because she's my wife, but man, she has been in through thick and thin with me and with many of you at our church. And I'm so thankful for her and for her passion for worship. Why don't you give it up for Cynthia this morning? I'm in trouble for doing that, and yes. I don't care. I'm good with that. All it right. is my pet peeve is being applauded. Yes, so you it did is. That on purpose. It is. Thank you. So anyway, yeah. But, yeah Thank you. Thanks, Thank thanks, you so Bob. much, Bob. Yeah, so, appreciate it. Going right along, though, with the welcoming is the worship experience. This is our, our front door, as Todd talked about, right? Our opportunity for people to come in. And one of the reasons I really feel God called Todd and I to plant Hilton and Allen Community Church through the ministry of Low Country Community Church 14 years ago was the fact that this is something that he and I are, are, are equally passionate about. Um, Todd is the ultimate host. I don't know, if you, if you haven't gotten to know our, our pastor in that, that's, that's his, I, I think Todd is probably one of those very rare people in the world that literally he can talk to anyone. And he has the ability to make people feel comfortable. And God has given him that, that um, gift, I think, as a pastor to do that. And by putting us together uh, the way that I love worship, and I love worship being an opportunity for people to celebrate who God is and what he's done, God has uniquely gifted the two of us in this environment with what he's called us to do in planning this church 14 years ago. So when he talked to me, he was like, we need to do this message together because this is what we do. This is how God planted our church. And I, I have to be honest, we didn't really think through it enough to think it was anniversary Sunday. I, I really want to take credit that I thought through that, but I didn't. Um, but it is. This is a place where we want people to be passionate about worshiping God. And the best way for us to do that is for us that call Hilton and Island Community Church our home to understand what the purpose of corporate worship is. And I know it's been hard with COVID over the last couple of years. And we've done everything we can from uh, cameras and, and creating an online experience, our backstage patio. Our team works so so tirelessly to create an engaging, authentic, excellent experience for all of you that call this your church home, as well as those that are walking in for the first time and maybe have never been in a church like this, right? So that's why we do. But why do we gather? Is this just something we do? Is there a reason? Yes, there's a reason why we gather. It's why we've missed gathering uh, during COVID and why we long to be together. Um, there's a couple of things. We gather to celebrate who God is and what he's done as we await his return. That's why we're here. That's why every six days we encourage you to join us online or join us in person. It's to do that. Uh, there's a verse, this passage in uh, Hebrews. I want to read this, and I like the message version. This is a paraphrase. So this is what it says. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out not avoiding worshiping together, as some do, right? But spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching, the day that Jesus comes back and takes us home. So that's why we gather. So we don't ever need to neglect the opportunity to gather. It's, I have a lot of people say, well, I worship God better just walking on the beach by myself. I think that's great. Anytime the other six days. Absolutely. You should make that a part of your weekly experience with God, worshiping him, time alone. I do it as well. We, where we live, I get to walk and just like talk to God and just look at the beautiful creation. That is so important. But, but we never need to forsake the experience of corporately gathering to create what we can only do all coming together to worship him. That's the first thing. Secondly, 
God delights in our worship. He delights in our worship of him. It actually brings God joy and a smile on his face when he sees you all singing, Alleluia, praise the Lamb. You are worthy of all the praise. When you sing the name of Jesus and we sing those things, it actually brings him joy. Another passage from uh, Psalms 149, 1 through 4. Hallelujah. Sing to God a brand new song. Praise him in the company of all who love him. Let all Israel celebrate their sovereign creator. Zion's children exult in their king. Let them praise him in dance. Okay, so when I'm up here moving, that's legit, okay? You guys as well can move, okay? Strike up the band, as we do. Make great music. And here it is. And why? Because God delights in his people, adorns plain folk with salvation garlands. I would love to see what that looks like in God's eyes, right? So we bring him delight when we physically worship. Okay, now. Here's, here's my plea with you. I want to say this to you. Worship is active, okay? It's, it's physical, okay? So our physical posture in our corporate worship is an indicator. It's not the indicator, but it is an indicator of our level of passion for God. Now, all the introverts in the room always get mad at me. They're like, listen, I don't worship like you. I'm not all this and all that moving. I get that. And nobody in this, as we've said, we want to be welcoming to all. So the way you worship is yours. I would just challenge you. I would just challenge you as one of the worship leaders here to think of worship being active. And that when you come in this space, to think of this space as an active space where you can worship, where you can lift your hands if you feel so called. If you want to do your hands like this, if you want to close your eyes and look to God, but it not, it's not passive, we ask you to participate. We do not encourage spectation, uh, you spectating this uh, when you come in on Sundays. We want you to actively participate with us. That's why we're always asking you to sing and make a joyful noise with us because we want you to come with us. We want you to come with us and participate in worship. So finally, a welcoming worship experience equals a passionate worship experience. When we come together in this place and passionately worship God, that makes people go, wow, they're really into this. They really like, this is, this is, this is attractive. I want to be a part of this, right? And that allows us to model our passion and love for our God, which why, that's why we gather, to celebrate who he is and what he's done for us. How can that not bring a smile to our face? How can that not bring joy? And we need that reminder. I do every six days to be reminded of his goodness, reminded of who he is and what he's done. So as we've been doing with all of our words that we've doing, we're doing some type of body life or action step as a response to it. So we want to invite you to Night of Worship coming up uh, October the 24th. Um, we're going to do it a little bit different. We're going we're gonna to serve you dinner first. We're going to have dinner kind of like they did in Acts 2. They came around the table, so you don't need to bring anything. Just come, 530. I want you to come, and uh, we're going to have dinner together, and then we're just going to worship God and spend some time worshiping together. So put that on your calendar. Save the date. You'll hear more about it. But it's just going to be an opportunity for us to come in here and to worship and to celebrate who God is and what he's done. I encourage you to invite a friend that maybe is like, yeah, well, I'm not going to go to church on a Sunday. No offense, Todd. But I would come for dinner and music, okay? <laughs> so again, another opportunity for you to invite someone to come and be a part of our worship experience. Cynthia, thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for 
talking to us, and her passion for worship just comes out uh, every time that, that she sings, but uh, she is more passionate about the whole thing um, than she is about her small part of it. And so today, I want us to pray that we would be a growing church, as we talked about a few weeks ago, a giving church. But today, I want to pray that we would be a church that is a welcoming church. Will you join us on this mission to be and to continue to become a welcoming church? That's my prayer. That's my hope. That's what I'd love for us to do. So let's pray, church, right now. Father, you've given us a great responsibility. You've opened the doors wide open into our community with this amazing place that you've given to us, that your people have in many cases sacrificed uh, for us to have. And we don't take that lightly. God, we don't. But we also don't take lightly the people who come through that door, who visit this campus. God, you know it's my desire. It's my desire as the shepherd of this church to see many, many, many people come to know you as their Savior. And that begins with us having a mentality of welcoming everyone we come into contact with. Father, help us to do it in our homes. Help us to do it in our workplaces. Help us to do it in our schools and in this community. And Father, I pray that you would help us to do it in this place, God. And Father, we just want you to do then the work that you're going to do spiritually in their lives. God, I pray that you would make Hilton Head Island Community Church a welcoming church in Jesus' name. I continue just to pray as Todd has, God, that you would just help us to be a church. God, help us to be a church that is welcoming to all. Because God, you welcomed all of us. You didn't ask us to perform or get our act together before you came and sent your son for us. You loved us first before we even had the possibility of loving you. So thank you for sending Jesus. And may Hilton and Allen Community Church always be a place that's passionate about giving you back the honor and the glory that you deserve. Because God, you've called us to be your sons and your daughters. No matter where we go, we are always yours. And for those of us that have experienced the redemptive life because we have made that choice to put our faith and hope in Jesus, not relying on any good works that we could do, not relying on any behavior we can change or anything, God, but simply placing all of our faith and hope in Jesus. He came, he lived this earth, he died for us, and he gave his life to take our place. And for those of us that have made that choice to do that, God, we're guaranteed a home in heaven. Not just that, God. That's the eternal benefit of that, God. But God, it means that we get to have a relationship with you here on earth. There's nothing between us because you see Jesus when you see us. You don't see our flaws. You don't see our weaknesses. You just see redeemed children, sons and daughters of you. And so, God, with that story in mind, God, let us always be a church that is open to sharing that with everyone we meet. And that when we come in here on Sundays, God, we're excited to be here, excited to be here to sing to you, to celebrate you, to interact with your people in this local body, 
as you've called us to. So we dedicate ourselves as we look at this new, this fall ahead of us, this new season of life. God, let us be people who are passionate about being hosts and loving and caring and kind. And God, let us be passionate worshipers of you because you love us with an everlasting love. So we thank you for that. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for all the things that you do. But God, most importantly, we thank you for who you are. We pray that in Jesus' name.